Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Turner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Turner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Turner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake. Turner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. All right, let's bring in Mr. Sterner and Clint. I threatened to open the segment with taps this week because I don't know if you saw the story, but uh, there was a Coors truck in Florida that overturned, and I know it probably caused a little tear in your eye this week. Sorry for your loss, my friend. Hey, man, they, they put a whole other thing and pulled one out for, for the dead homies, didn't they? Hey, we got, <laughs> happy, we got happy, uh, happy highways, man, happy highways in Florida. So uh, luckily, luckily the fine folks up in uh, the Rocky Mountains, they'll, they'll ship us some more of that stuff. Thank goodness. The world's most refreshing, baby. Don't worry about it. We'll be all right. You know, the Floridians don't really deserve Coors Light anyway, do they, Clint? That's a great point. That's a great point. They they probably they probably should should be drinking bottom of the barrel, not that not that high quality cold beer. No question about it. That's right. All right, so here it is: Arkansas, A and M, Arlington. We've been debating the line all week. Arkansas to us seems like the better team, and yet they're the underdog where it counts. Uh, what's your level of confidence going into the weekend? Higher than it should be, probably. I, look, I, I uh, I'm very, very confident in the Razorback this weekend. I, I just, I, when it comes to games like this, you know, it's it's more of a matchup game, and you know, when you when you when it's Missouri State, you got to worry about some things about guys getting up. You got to worry about just trying to give the ball to them with turnovers and and mental errors and, and things like that. Um, and all those things hold true in a game like this, but but I just think this is this is one of those games where it's versus the middle of the pack team. Alabama, you got to go out there and make plays. Alabama, you got to be better than you've ever been. When it's one of these middle of the pack games like this, guys, it's about matchups, man. And I don't mean matchups in terms of of one on one receiver versus DB, vice versa. I just mean if you look at the numbers and you look at the film, how do these two teams stack up? And and I just think. But if you look at the two teams' strengths, uh, Arkansas's offense and A&M's defense, the the, the strength they, it favors Arkansas because Arkansas is not, it's not only their strength; they're one of the best in the country uh, at running the football. They have an identity. They have complementary pieces. Uh, they've proven that they have complementary pieces. Um, they've got they've got the the root of all the offensive success, the offensive line, uh, and that identity I talked about. And, and while I, I believe that A&M, by mid-year, they'll be one of the best defenses in the country, I firmly believe that. Right now, they struggle in the one area where you just flat out can't struggle versus Arkansas, and that's stopping the run. And so, um, you know, I, I think the matchup there, when we talk about strength on strength, um, the matchup is in Arkansas's favor. And then if, if, they're, if you want to call them weaknesses, um, you know, which they've proven early in the season that they are on both sides of the ball, A&M's offense and Arkansas's defense, they're, they're definitely the weakness of, of, of the, each respective program. And I think even with that said, with Arkansas's ability to, to sack the quarterback, they're leading the nation. And with Arkansas's ability so far to stop the run, 
you know, I think if you look at the weaknesses, Arkansas's weakness is better than A&M, A&M's weakness. And I would say significantly better than A&M's weakness. So I just look at the matchups, and I don't know how Arkansas is not favored in this game. And that's the root of me being overly confident more than likely. Yeah, I think so. But I think analytically, it's not a homer pick. I think there's a lot of analysis that makes sense to, as to why Arkansas is the better team in so many phases. Yeah, we've been talk, trying to balance that this week, uh, Clinton, you just alluded to it. Arkansas being last in pass defense and yet leading the nation in sacks. It's like a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. It just doesn't really go together. I don't understand it. How do you sort of uh, balance that in your mind? And what does Arkansas need to do to figure out shoring up the portion that isn't good right now? Well, here's the thing is I think if you really look at it, and we can split hairs on why this is, if you really look at it, I mean, they are they are just – awful between the 20s and they've got some turnovers and they've been halfway decent in the red zone and so uh and i don't know what the stats say i don't know what the analytics say there justin that that may not hold up statistically but but i just as i watch the game you know they get down there and they, they either turn them over they hold them to field goals they get a missed field goal they get an opportunity to to uh to change the game but they are just absolutely awful between the 20s and and, and i chalk it up to a few things they're just not very good there. and you, you can chalk that up to uh, guys being injured, uh, the Jalen Catalans, the Miles Flusher, those those types of guys. I mean, those guys obviously are, di- are are difference makers that aren't in the lineup. But when I look at how how they're getting beat, and what scares me the most is the corners, the the cover, the coverage defense, coverage uh, defenders on on this team just are, are not good. And and I don't know if that schematically they're being coached to be uber aggressive and they're jumping underneath routes and they're being real aggressive at the line of scrimmage and they're expecting the rush to get there so they're getting beat deep from time to time or if it's just they're not they're just flat out not not very talented cover corners at this point in time i'm not real sure what it is uh or why it is but that's the problem with arkansas it's definitely their secondary and it's not just the pass defense it's the big ball it's the big ball over the top hell i'll argue if cincinnati could throw the damn big ball worth a worth a dang they uh <laughs> the, the numbers would be a lot worse than they really are so that's my question. My Aggie buddies have told me that uh, Jimbo's just been playing it con- very conservative this year, uh, letting his defense try to win games. He hasn't had, he doesn't have confidence in his quarterbacks or his his passing game, and so there, you see some third and ten plays where they're not even trying to get ten yards. It's almost like he's just trying to get five and punt. Does he open it up against Arkansas? Does he have that confidence that we can attack this defense, uh, this secondary against Arkansas? Well, it's it's interesting. See, it, it depends on what what film you watch of, of A and M and what Aggie buddies you're talking to there, Wes. For me, yeah, the fact you have Aggie biggest... buddies is an issue for me. First of all, let's just get that <laughs> let's get that right out there. Ain't that the damn truth? I got a couple in the family, and I don't even like them. Um, <laughs> you know, hey, it, you know. Here, here's the deal: is I think one of the the huge disservices that was done to Haynes King, that the quarterback that was starting originally, is young quarterback. I think the message from the program was we got to throw the deep ball better. We got to stretch the field. Hey, if it's there, let rip. And, and, and they're low percentage throws. It doesn't matter if you have Tom Brady throwing them. They're low percentage. So this kid went out there and in, in the first ball game, um, you know, he took he took probably six or seven shots in the first half of that ball game. One of them was a touchdown. One of them was about a twenty yard gain on an unbelievable catch by a nice fit. And the other ones were ill advised throws. And, and, and Jimbo Fisher at halftime, oh, quarterback's playing great. He's doing exactly what we wanted him to do. 
And at that point in time, I knew, okay, this this is a poorly coached football team. The message going into the quarterback's head is is one that's going to end up costing them football games. And so they end up benching benching him, and they go with Max Johnson last week. Well, Max Johnson did not have the top two wide receivers. I like Anai Smith. He's a good player. He's a productive player. But the top two dudes on this offense did not play last week, and that's Marshall and Stewart. Those two freshmen are absolute beasts. And, and that's why they were probably more conservative last week than, than they were week one. I don't know what they have against Appalachian State. They just got whooped across the board and couldn't protect the quarterback, so they were trying to get the ball out early. But um, there's, we've seen two different teams, ultra-conservative and we've seen ultra-aggressive. I don't know what the hell uh, they bring on Saturday, but uh, I've seen both of them fail miserably. So, so Arkansas should get better that, that, uh, you know that matchup. It's, it's easy to be aggressive against Sam Houston State. You know, and then it's easy sure. to be you know, conservative against a, a tougher opponent like Miami, uh, and and, yep. w- and without your top two wide receivers. So I, I get that. Clint, what about Durkin? Uh, last year, I, I wonder what he does because last year when Arkansas went to Ole Miss, they ran it for 367 yards against Ole Miss in that game. Rocket had over 100 yards, and so I'm thinking they 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 got to want to try to take away the run, but then again. Arkansas and, and uh, KJ threw for over 300 yards against Ole Miss last year. They had like 600 yards of offense, almost 700 yeah. yards of offense. So, what do you think Durkin's thinking? What see? He, he's got to take away the run, right? That's that's Arkansas's bread and butter. He's got to make a commitment to stop the run. Yeah. Well, first of all, he's got a much better. He's got much better Jimmy Joe's than they had at A&M last year. He's got much better Jimmy Joe's than he had at Ole Miss. So. Uh, he's got a better he's got a better crew to work with, and and um, and I'm talking about significantly better. I'm really high on AM's defense, um, uh, but but yes, yeah, to your point, I, I think anybody that plays Arkansas, um, with the exception of maybe Alabama this year, uh, I, I think they're going to have to load the box to stop the run, and that's that's why I mean KJ Jefferson and, and him his ability to get through progression, his ability to to replace Traylon Burks in terms of the big play wide receiver is absolutely paramount. They're doing some things that are really nice underneath things with Jaden Hazelwood and the wide receiver run game, things like that. That's 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 nice. So those those things are, are are cute, but they're not gonna win ball games. And and I think I think we'll find out more. Uh my my, my player to watch this week, hands down, is is uh Matt um and what was my mind Landers. Blank, the uh Matt Landers. Matt Landers. How do I forget that with with all the, the Landers going on in Little Rock? Uh, <laughs> Matt Landers is my player to watch. He's I mean you're talking about six five and, and can run and can run after catch and can make guys miss. He's the one guy on this team that stands out as as a to me a guy that when he catches the ball when he has the ball in his hands uh, versus the opponents we played so far he's just he's moving at a different level he's a different level cat. Um, several guys have played well but that dude is is the one that we could have a breakout game. I, I think watch him because when Durkin loads up to stop the run you're going to get a lot of one on one coverage and the one on one coverage man to man beater. I think is Matt Landers. Could be Trey Knox. Trey Knox has had a nice start this season. He's good inside on safeties and linebackers. But but uh, watch Matt Landers this game. He, he could be a, a breakout star here. They just missed him on a deep route, two down the sideline last week. I'm talking about Trey Knox. And I don't know if it was a wheel route or if they had split him out west, but they just missed him early in the game on a shot, too. So they're going to try to throw it downfield to him a little bit, too, especially if he gets a good matchup, I would think. With the linebacker. Um, and then Hazelwood's another guy that we've seen, you know, mm-hmm. when he gets it in space, he can. He, he ragdolled a dude early in the season, but he's also you know pretty Love good it. potential deep threat. So, hey, let me ask you about. You know, Justin, go ahead, you, Justin. You bring up real quick. You bring up Trey Knox, man, and, and that is that's a great point. 
because um, Trey's obviously had a good start. But when you look at what Wes was just talking about, DJ Durkin had to load up to stop the run. He's really in a predicament of do you do you play a safety or DB on Trey Knox, or do you bring in a bigger bodied linebacker to help stop the run? And then you just you just hope and pray that that guy can can run with Trey in the pass game in the play action game. So or in the misdirection game. So that is a great matchup to watch. Is how do they handle Trey Knox in the pass game? And, again, whether that's a shot down the field or whether that's just the bootleg, the, the misdirection, hit him in the flat, how do they handle Trey Knox? Is it with a smaller-bodied guy and you risk not being able to play the run as well? Or is it with a big-bodied linebacker and then you risk the, the, the pass, you know, pass defense struggling a bit? So that is, that, that is a big that, – that's probably the best matchup watch of this game as well if we're talking about Arkansas's offense. So turnovers were an issue last week for Arkansas. I don't think it takes a genius to figure that one out. And, again, this is no disrespect to Missouri. And let's be honest, they also earned a couple of these. I mean, the one they ripped out from K.J., for sure. You know, maybe a little careless from Rocket, and then you had the ball that was tipped, and that's you know that happens occasionally, unfortunately. But you take that out of the game, and it's probably a pretty comfortable victory for Arkansas. At least that's our opinion. Um, Arkansas said they are working on that this week. They spent a little extra time on ball security this week. I've also heard coaches in the past, basketball and football, talk about how when there's turnovers, everybody knows it's not a good thing. They also work on you know taking care of the basketball or the football mm-hmm. in, in general. So there's no need to harp on it and keep that in the guys' heads where they're sort of nervous or thinking about it. What have you found to be the best-case scenario for a team, Clint, trying to come off a game and get back to normal maybe? Arkansas has been good in that generally. But uh, to getting back to taking care of the football, is it is it pounding it in their heads and working on it extra time, or is it uh, you know trying to get back to normal and saying, okay, we know we can't do that, let's just get back and do what we do? Yeah, look, I, I think it's simple in Arkansas's case. You don't have a young team that's careless with football. You have a team that was, that's unfortunately turned the football over against a lesser opponent with a great offensive mind, and they, and they made it a ball game, and you're lucky you slipped away. So I, I think, to me, this is a very experienced, veteran, mature football team. At least on the offensive side of the ball, and and I, I think it's I think the message is is one of the hey I told you so, hey guys here's why we do what we do at practice. Don't horse ass around in our ball security. You know every team works ball security for five or ten minutes. Every coach in America that coaches a skill position is coaching ball security. They're coaching three points of pressure. They're coaching carry it high and tight. All that kind of job. They're doing that on a daily basis, whether they're the the, they, the least turnover prone team or, or the most. So. To me, with Pittman here, knowing he's got a mature group, it's very simple of just reinforce why you're doing what you're doing. Any any team in America can compete with you if you turn the football over. This is why we dedicate five or ten minutes every day to ball security. This is why we harp on you guys every time a ball's on the ground. So don't look at it side, sideways or don't get frustrated or don't get mad when that's what we're doing. Stay dialed in, stay plugged in, and this is why. Because if you turn the ball over, you do this against an SEC opponent, you're going to come home a loser. And so I, I think it's just to uh, take the opportunity to use it, to drill home why you do what you do, put it to bed, and move on. I don't think it's worth harping on. Uh, let me shift gears real quick before we let you go. By the way, I was looking at the turnover margin, and it's A&M's even on the season. Arkansas is plus .33. So, I mean, they haven't – it hasn't been a huge issue, just that one game, obviously, and they didn't turn them over. Uh, didn't get any back. So, um, we were talking about Cooper Rush a little bit ago. Jerry Jones says he's hoping that there's a quarterback controversy – when Dak is back, I don't think any of us are expecting that. How good can Cooper Rush be, and what what do you think is the over-under on the number of games that the Cowboys can win with him at quarterback? 
Well, I, I haven't. I'm, I'm trying to think of their schedule. The, the, off the top of my head. So when you talk about winning ball games, obviously the opponent matters. West, you have the next two or three ball games off the top of your head. I, I know the Giants are in there game week four. Who's the Giants, guy? Commanders, and they're hoping to get Dak back for the Eagles. Do they have Rams? What do they have the Rams? Don't they have the Rams maybe after the Eagles? Is that right? Giants, Giants, Commanders, Commanders Rams, Rams Eagles. Eagles. Okay, there we go. So so the, the my, my thought was initially that they try to get him back by the Rams. And I'm thinking, get a guy back with his right, with his throwing hand injured, and let Aaron Donald slide up underneath that wing one time and see what happens. So, no. By the way, um, the, the one, the yeah, one home yeah. game is the Commanders. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> one game you want to play on the road, you get it home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I would be patient with Dak first and foremost. I think Jerry's just trying to make headlines. We've talked about this before. Jerry's the best marketer I mean, in, in the game. I mean, he understands free advertisement, how how valuable it is to keep that star. On, and he doesn't have to do much. Hell, they want to cover him anyway. He doesn't have to do a whole hell of a lot to keep him on that ESPN ticker all day long. And and he's doing it with this Dak Prescott stuff. And then Ezekiel Elliott comes out and helps him and basically says what I, you know, what, what we all know, um, that Jerry's just a master marketer. But um, to answer your question with Cooper Rush, I think Cooper Rush can beat the Giants. I think Cooper Rush can beat uh, the Commanders, and 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 I, I think he's going to have a he's going to have an uphill battle whether it's Dak or Cooper Rush against the Rams and the Eagles. I mean, those are the Rams. We know we know who they were last year. I, I think by the end of the season they'll be right. And they'll be back in the running for for the best team in the NFC. I think the Eagles right now and the Bucks are two teams that you look at at the top of that that NFC uh, as a whole. And and I don't think the Cowboys have the squad to go up against them. Uh, right now, I mean, I, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. We'll see what happens when Gallup gets back, and we'll see what happens if Schultz comes back 100%. We'll see when Dak gets back, what they look like. But um, right now, I just can't put the Cowboys in that category. So I, I'll go with Cooper Rush. Let's say, let's say Dak's out another four games. I'll go two and two with Cooper Rush. I think that's very doable. I think you're a Dallas. You take it. that, no doubt. Clint, we got to run, man. Appreciate you. Thanks to Motorsports Authority, and uh, have a great weekend, my man. Yeah, man, you guys be good. Thanks for having me, and go home.